0: Welcome to episode 79 of Inside the Cage. Happy haircut, Mr Morrison.
1: Thanks, mate. Much needed. First trip to the barbers in six months.
0: Thank God. Did, they, did you have to wear a mask?
1: Yeah, well, there I was, I was one of the boys, wasn't there, wearing a mask? I'm like, no, I'm wearing a mask. But they were wearing masks, so I was like, oh, I'd rather just wear one, do you know what I mean? You've got to kind of keep yourself right as well. It's, there's no, it's no fair in them, do you know what I mean? They're just doing their job, so. Awesome. how's right. Uh, how's things? How's... Uh... How's uh, Little Morrison? How's he going on? Yeah, he's good, man. the wee man's doing all right. He's plodding on, shitting and pissing away, so costing me a fortune and bastard nappies, but apart from that, he's doing all right.
0: Well, that's what happens. How many times do you need to change him a day? What, three,
1: four, five? Treble Seriously? Yeah, you can change him three times in an hour.
0: What? I fucking know nothing about babies, man. Fucking hell.
1: you can (laughs) literally change him three times. Literally, you could Usually you try and change him before he feeds. You feed him once, you change him, you feed him, he pisses, you change him again, finish the rest of his bowl and he pisses again. So you're three times within an hour just for that. Fucking okay, hell, man. That's mental. It's, that is, man. It's mental, man. It really is. Fucking cost me a bastard fortune. But there we go. I decided to have a way dinner, so happy days.
0: Comes to the territory, mate. Comes to the territory.
1: How you your weekend, man? You up too much? Um, no
0: I went, and watch, I went and watched football with my dad on Saturday um, that was about it because that was a bonus nah, it was it was it was good but well, I don't know mate it's a weird one it's really chalk and cheese it was like watching two different teams you know the first half we were brilliant. should have been three or four up against Hamlin honestly like I'm not even being biased like if you watched the highlights you'd be amazed that we weren't two or three and a lot up at time and second half we were shit like, yeah centre forward
1: Oh, well, Big John I know, scored and, I know he scored but he doesn't but but if uh, you're playing Hamilton, you might score two and three and get out
0: of the road. My my problem is right that he doesn't work enough for me now. I, I know a striker who scores twenty five goals a season and works hard, scores goals, wins headers, does dribbling, does skills, costs hundred million. So I'm not asking for that.
1: There's only three in the world, I think. So
0: exactly, That's precisely my point. I'm <laughs> not asking for that. Big John does a job, mate, and he's if you he, listen t- for a. Team of our level to have a striker who's going to score you between ten and fifteen league goals a season, that's good, mate. The problem is we need another one. And we don't have that. I you think need we need
1: goals you need goals for midfield probably you are missing as well.
0: I think we need somebody a bit quicker. Um the boy Junior Marias is just, just crap, but um <laughs> he's a heavy tank. But I think we just need somebody a bit more About maybe maybe youthful, a bit more like kinda of lively, you know, alive, I don't know. It's difficult, mate, because I just don't. I don't rate John Abeka because he's big, he's cumbersome. I mean, he's dribbling's horrendous, and he's strong, but and he gets himself in position, so he will score goals. But it's just no. We aren't the type of team to have you know fifteen chances in the six yard box every game. Aye. That's the problem.
1: Aye, he's got he's scored a goal a game if he gets fifteen chances, but if he gets three chances, he's not going to score a goal. Well,
0: no, I don't. I don't necessarily mean that. I mean we're not going to create fifteen goal mouth chances. That's what I'm saying. Aye. So you're not going to score those goals. You need to score goals other means on the break, on the counter. You know, ball over the top, ball down the wing, whatever it may be. And John Abikat isn't that type of player. That's the problem.
1: So uh, I don't know.
0: But aye, it was a good it was a good result, mate. Listen, anything again, I, I win against them, home or away, should be a must. So yeah I'll take it. And Definitely. two wins out of our first three games, you know, sitting fifth. Again, I'll take that as well,
1: so all good. that be days. Exactly.
0: And we drew use the cup, eh? I know. First game That's is
1: coming to us. us. Aye, I'll be pumping, mate.
0: Well, I think we should uh, get together and watch it.
1: Aye. It's all Wednesday, something, it?
0: You can sit at one side living, or I'll sit at the other, and we'll shout and abuse each other like you would if we were at the game.
1: I'll bring my scarf and my, my pie, and my bovro. <laughs>
0: I'll get the pies in. That's what we'll yeah, do. We'll have. I'll have, I'll have, a a, I'll have a pie. Anyway. I,
1: think, I suppose we're better.
0: Ah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we we really need to. Like, really well, we need
1: to. We've talking about doing a football podcast before, but we're not doing that right now. This is the MMA one.
0: That's I'd love to do a football podcast, mate, but anyway, maybe we're another time. But, yeah, UFC 2v2 and the end of the greatest heavyweight trilogy ever. Um, possibly the greatest ending to any trilogy ever um funny i was like i'm i'm starting to try and take notes as i watch things because i've got a really bad memory and i forget things if i watch it on a saturday night live i mean if i hadn't taken notes i would not have um i would not have remembered anything about kai kamaka or chris Dawkins, but obviously, i've got notes but honestly watching after the first two rounds of steepy versus dc i literally had two words written down and it was world
1: class that's that? It was. It was. I like. I. I texted you when I watched it, and after watching Sunday like that, I don't think I've been that excited watching a heavyweight fight for a long time. It was just really, really. It's a well, really, really good fight. No matter what they were. I thought about what you said,
0: right? Because you said that to me, and I think I, I counter that argument. I'm always excited for heavyweights because of the power. Watching Big Frank. Yeah. But what I mean is, what you mean is excited for an actual like fight, a five round, well, you know, decision.
1: Aye. Yeah, no, I not, like not like before every heavyweight fight you're always excited because you don't know what you're going to get. But yep. usually after the first round it just goes to shit. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. Whereas this fight was a five round barnstormer between two massive heavyweights. And it was just brilliant, man. It, an absolutely class fight. It was superb to watch. It really was.
0: It was the level, mate, it was like literally top level. I and that's, so what high. Think, oh, that's what I think is so good about it. Like they could have been you know, they, it could have been a, a lot less good, but it was just because it was so good and so high class that it was just, it was unreal, mate. Um, the two of them are brilliant. I'm gutted for DC because I'd love to finish DC finish on top, but I picked Steepy because I thought Steepy would win. I thought Steepy looked fucking
1: incredible, by the way. He like, looks spot on, didn't he? He's, oh, he's he, fuck, he just looks ball on. He really did in every aspect. If he's going to, if he's going to, like, um,
0: Keep doing that and keep turning up like that, mate. I think he's got an R two or three in him, at least, honestly. Oh, at least, I would agree with you. Like, like, a lot of people were saying this will bet for the two of them they'll probably both just disappear at sunset, but not a chance, man. Steepy, if he keeps himself in that condition or, you know, turns up to fight weak in that condition, mate, oft, like, he's a scary prospect. Like, I'm not saying, I mean, okay, when he fought Nganu, he was quite heavy and he just him in Nganu, but that kind of that Steepy, against a Frank Nganu, is a fight I really, really, really want to see. I mean, it was, um, it was class.
1: But, it, was, it was class to start to flourish, man. I, I thought Steepy was incredible. DC was brilliant as well. Um, it was a tight fight. Scorecards were obviously maybe a wee bit wider than maybe what most people thought because Steepy got two 49 and 46s on the card. He got the base of two 4 1s as well there. So um, I wouldn't myself. disagree with that myself. but I think a lot of people were thinking it was probably more like a three-two, on rounds type thing, um. But it was a brilliant fight, start to finish, so close. DP just slightly got a better at DC in the end, and it was just brilliant.
0: I, I don't have any issue with the scoring, as I say, I had it 3-1, DP, I had it two each after four. But as I said to you yesterday, like it was, it was close, and you couldn't have, you know, denied that, you know, Stipe was maybe three one after four, um. I mean, I guess the big talk. Well, it's not really become a big talking point. I thought it would be a big talking point, but it really hasn't been. The, the eye poke. I mean, it definitely, definitely had an effect the last two rounds, hundred percent.
1: Had an effect on DC. I'd agree with that, hundred percent. But I wouldn't have. A, I don't think it would have had an effect on the fight in the end. I think no. that's the thing. I think. I think as well. I think even DC during his interview, he slightly mentioned the eye poke. But I think at the same time, he pokes deeper first rounder.
0: I know, but well, it wasn't there anyone near as bad
1: well I'm not, not I do agree with you there but it's still, it's kind of if he mentions I, it, it's kind of hypocritical him kind of moaning about it when he's just done it the first round do you I, know what I mean? I, I don't
0: think it's hypocritical mate, I think it's slightly different I don't think he was necessarily moaning at the eye poke I think he was more moaning more the fact that he couldn't see Now that's his decision to keep fighting obviously he was never going to give up listen mate, the only thing that made a difference with that because obviously uh, Steepy didn't know he couldn't see Steepy knew his eye looked a bit fucked but that was it and the only thing I couldn't do was really see that right hand coming. That was it. I mean, it didn't affect much more. It would have been the same because mm-hmm. the last two rounds, Stipe had him up against the cage for most of it. So, yeah. I, as you say, it probably wouldn't have made much difference. It's not nice. It's a bit shit that, it, that, that it's even a talking point because it shouldn't even be a talking point. But um, honestly, mate, world-class world, world heavyweight, world-class MMA, um, Bryant, Just I would love to have seen DC wrestling a bit more. I don't know why... DC seems a bit gun-shy with that. He's been a bit gun-shy with that since he submitted loose Lewis. Um, but, mate, that was just... That was class. I, I don't think I've ever enjoyed a five-round decision as much as I enjoyed that. Maybe maybe Izzy versus Gaston, Maybe. Because that was fucking amazing. That
1: was, that was two years in the last round and then Izzy put the foot down and went like, no, I'm just better than you. I'm fucking showing you this. Um, yeah. I, well, I, wait, I honest, was, it was man. class. As you said, it was class. Full five rounds of absolute class.
0: Something. best heavyweight best
1: heavyweight fight I've ever seen like my own eyes look live it was yeah I would not disagree with that in the slightest as I said I was, I was buzzing watching the whole thing I was standing up on the edge of my seat and I let it sit down and get up yep. and you don't get that with heavyweights you just don't get it that's the kind of thing you get with featherweights or flyweights or lightweights because you don't know what's going to happen at any moment but as, this was like that and it's weird to have that in a heavyweight fight but it was good to have that as well and as you say, Stipey looks so good, man. So i to see what's for him going forward.
0: Yeah, well, we may. Well, I mean, the fight to make Milchic, Um, I would be pretty pissed off if they made the Jones fight first. Um, I can't see it. But then again, there has just been a bit of breaking news that Don Reyes has been announced to fight Jan Blahavich on September 26. But they're saying the fight is nearly agreed, but the stakes are being worked out. And Trump title? That, well, perhaps, but if they're still working out, maybe because it says after that, John Jones, right, the UFC is currently, is working currently with champ John Jones right now to see what his next mm-hmm. move. So that might be for the like, heavyweight belt, mate, if he drops that and goes up to fight Stevie,
1: Yep.
0: Which um, I'm not I'm not happy with at all, man, because Frank Ganu deserves another shot at Stipe for me, 100%. But jo- dang, the thing is, jo- the Jones-Milchic fight is the money fight. Of
1: course that is, mate. There's this there's fair and there's money and when the money fight comes if John Jones said no I want to fight Steepy, then i will just roll over show his belly and go okay much do you want yeah. just scratch my belly and I'll do what you want so yeah. it'll happen that fight will happen if John Jones wants that fight that fight will be the next fight that'll be Steepy versus John Jones but Steepy will take a wee bit of time out won't it the way he kind of spoke into the the fight he's wanting a wee bit of time out with his family and stuff I'd imagine fighting three we'll times
0: fight what?
1: I'm going to fight till maybe February, March next sure, year, at least. Uh, to be fair, I think John Jones would probably need that kind of time to bulk up. Yeah. I think, like I said, I think it was um, with Joe Rogan talking about to Be Scary Legs on Saturday night. After I listened to a wee bit of the after show and stuff, I thought about how if John Jones wanted that fight, he's going to have to bulk up his legs. And apparently, he's doing a lot of kind of work on his legs and stuff, a lot of, a lot of squats, a lot of calf stuff and that to try and build his leg muscles up because he will need to do that he has go- really skinny legs. He's long, he's rangy, mate. It's a bit like Izzy. he
0: doesn't have much going on, you know, no. in his legs. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I would be gutted if they made Stevie Jones uh, first. I would be, mate. I'm not going to lie. Because um, it, it ties... See, the thing is, if you don't give Nganou the fight against and N'garu's, you know, derelict for months. Because Nganou's a yeah, complete fighter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: I know. I know they would, mate, and that's just shit. But, but interesting. I'm surprised that they didn't make Jones... Play, Reyes, I thought that was the fight to make. Um, I don't think George is interested. No, I know like why would you? True. Why would you want to fight a guy that nearly beat you? Like I'm we telling are. you that that fight was that close, mate. Do you know what I mean? It was it was really close. So who knows? But um, shall we talk about the derailment of the sugar hype train?
1: Aye, aye. Aye, I, I, I'm thinking about this one because I've read a lot of things. Basically, I need to go back and watch this fight. I think because basically what people are saying is regards to Vera, I think Vera had a couple of light kicks kind of early on, and I saying that possibly affected Sugar Sean going into the fight. See you um, clips of one of them,
0: mate? Right, he clips his knee, and I think what he does is he clips him so so slightly that he rattles his kneecap, and I think it must just send shots down because he's straight after that he rolls his ankle and then he rolls his ankle again, and I said game over. So people are saying, obviously, it definitely was a Marlon Vera kick. I don't think because Marlon Vera said it was when O'Malley kicked him and he checked it, but I don't think it was because there's no there's no broken bones. O'Malley's not get any breaks. It's it's all you know tendon or ligament damage. But if you watch, it's literally like that, mate. It's literally like the clip. It's like his toes clip his knee at the uh, front, and his kneecap wobbles, and it's almost as if it just obviously just fucks his leg for the knee down, mate. And he just he rolls his ankle twice, and that's it that game over.
1: Nah. I'd like to see the
0: fight again. Oh, aye. I'd love to see him fight again. I'd love to see him actually fight. I, I wasn't that, I don't know, I was there was something about um, Sugar Sean that just didn't seem, I don't know, It didn't seem in it. It didn't seem his usual kind of crazy self. Maybe that's when he was just giving Cheeto a bit of respect, because obviously he knows that Cheeto's got power and he knows that Cheeto's obviously probably the best fighter that he's fought. Sorry, he is the best fighter that he's fought, but I kind of got the impression that O'Malley just was a bit held back. I don't know why. Well,
1: that's- Oh, well, this was something behind, maybe there was an injury in there already, and Vera's aggravated it, and maybe he was trying to watch what he was doing into the, into the fight, and he was kind of staying, keeping himself calm, and he's calculated any of them, usually he's kind of, he's, he does crazy stuff, but he doesn't do it all the time, he's not pure 100 and an hour just doing crazy shit for the fucking sake of it, everything's calculated, everything he does, he's got to do it with a purpose, and there's a reason behind it as yeah. you say, he didn't even do any of that. It was it was very reserved for the first couple of minutes. Until, it was really quiet. It was really odd. What did like, you make of the stoppage? I don't have a massive issue with it. I think, yes, don't get me wrong, O'Malley could have fought on, on the ground, but he was never getting back up again, so there's no point. Yeah, I know, but
0: until the referee sees that and sees him struggle, you've got no way of knowing that for sure. You can say to your blow in the face, yeah. O'Malley's leg was fucked; he wasn't getting back up. But, you know, I thought it was a really, really early stoppage, mate. Like not horrendous, but certainly bad. I mean, O'Malley didn't complain. O'Malley was clearly done, which is fine. In hindsight, that's a great thing. But at the time, I couldn't believe when the referee jumped in. I was like, "What man?
1: You for real?" I think Everybody, I was. I was like you, were the same thing. And he came back in the replays. I went, "Nah, Joe. I know something. I think he's used to experience there. He's done the right thing. He knows." When a fighter's fucked, when a fighter's legs fucked, does that and it's happened quite a lot now that referees have got more of an idea of when to call fights with yeah. leg injuries? Yeah. I think that's what happened there. I think he just seen his leg go completely, and he's like that, ah. and then he was on a hobbling about, and he wasn't—he was trying to hide that. And I think he just knew. I think the referee knew there and then that what actually happened. And actually, for me, it was a really good call, and I'm surprised I'm saying that to be honest. Yeah, I'm
0: surprised. But I thought you'd be. I thought you'd be with me though.
1: No, I'm afraid not. I, I I didn't have any issue with that stoppage. I think it was a it was a correct thing long term for for Sean O'Malley, To be honest, I think it was good for him more than anything else. Yeah. So. What, what about no? to Vera goes after us as well?
0: Yeah. well, see the thing is, I mean, Vera is just fought a ranked guy, so. Vera's looking ahead so I don't know if, I don't know if Vera, would, if Vera
1: would take it back to be honest no I don't I don't I don't know if you will see that fight straight away again because obviously Sugar Sean's going to boot for probably six months I would think if it's tendons and least. stuff like that so Vera's not going to hang about he's not the kind of guy to hang out he's his third fight already this year and it's only August Yeah. so he'll fight again for the end of the year probably so um, it'll be interesting to see who he fights next because you say that'll put him into a ranking so it'll be interesting <laughs> Yeah,
0: he's got to be looking forward, got to be looking top 10, mate, for me he's got to be looking, trying to take something out, but we'll see, gutted The uh, overall feeling is that kind of gutted that we didn't get the fight that we thought we were going to get, to be honest, which is a bit of a shame, but, you know, maybe next year, 18 months from now, they might be fighting for a belt to them, so, um, would happily watch that again, definitely, mate, definitely.
1: Yeah, but it should have been an absolute incredible fight, we just, sad- sadly, but fair play to Marlon Vera. probably, he won the fight, there's no doubt about that, it's such that for as not as if O'Malley lost the fight with her injury, Vera did win the fight with the sanctions.
0: And it looks like the injury was caused by Vera. So That's it's like, what I'm
1: saying. Uh, aye, Vera yeah. won the fight by by using the kicks to win it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. There's quite a lot on this card. There was a lot of good forms. He's obviously kind of pick and choose what we talk about. Um, I feel a bit sad for GDS. I picked Rosenstrike to win. I thought Rosenstrike would win. I'm probably I would I would safe to say I'm a a bit of a Rosenstrike fan. But when he sparked him out, I was kinda just felt a wee bit kinda gutted, man. I don't know why. I just I was like, GDS is a legend, ex champ, you know, says he wants to try and make a run at it and Rosenstrike, you know, smashes him. And I just I don't know, mate, there was a part of me that was I was like I should have been buzzing for Rosenstrike, but my overall feeling was like, oh, that's a shame.
1: As you say, he's a bit allegory, the DDS man. He's obviously been about for so long, former champ, and all that kind of jazz. And it's just, he looked decent a thought, at times as well. And I think that's maybe as well why maybe you're a bit gutted, because he did look decent at times during the fight. And It was a good fight. It
0: wasn't your typical... See, I was really surprised by Rosenstroke here because I've always kind of thought Rosenstrike likes to go looking for that big shot. Now, obviously, he was looking for the big shot. I mean, you would if you had a left hook like his. I mean, his hands are ridiculous, but he was really patient, mate. He obviously totally respected the fact that GDS has got power himself. I mean, you've seen GDS with that right hand. He's literally holding it away back here, ready to just melt somebody's face off. I thought Rosenstruck's performance, although he knocked him out in the second round, I thought actually for, you know, the eight minutes that we got, nine minutes we got, I thought Rosenstruck looked really calm, really patient. Like, he was concentrating. He was on it completely. He was watching everything that GDS. GDS didn't lay a glove on him. And I think that was testament to Rosenstruck. He's maybe taking this. He's not your. He's maybe turning into not your average heavyweight when he first came on the scene and he sparked some out and you know sparked everybody out and he's got a, obviously got a big shot at Big Frank and Ganu and well, that ended well, but he's maybe turned into a much more rounded heavyweight.
1: I think. I think. I, I think. am right there. I think maybe the early fights that he had it in the UFC. Obviously, he's fighting. Obviously fought junior Albini and he fought Alan Cowder. Junior Albini went the second round, but obviously beat Alan Crowder in fucking nine seconds. Um he then That's sparked of the out Arlovsky. He then sparked out Arlovsky. And then maybe the Overeem fight, the Overeem fight went the distance. Maybe that changed something with him. He's realised he's taking that step up. I need to be more calm in the way I'm doing things and pick my shots and pick my strikes. Yeah. And I think Obviously, with anything the Ngana fight, it lasted fuck all. So, we can't really discuss that. But I think, as you say, you see a performance in here that you kind of showed that calmness and maybe growing again, got better as a fighter. Yeah.
0: Uh, I suppose the argument is the argument is the Overeem fight that he was like kind of getting bad, quite again uh, beat quite bad in that fight. And, and obviously, you know, melted Overeem's face. But. Yeah, I was quite impressed by strike mate. I mean, I'm not sure how good sounds. is. I'm not really sure how good strike can be because if he can't get past Big Frank, he's not going to get a shot at the belt anyway. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure if it's next for GDS. I know um, Dana White basically came out and said he only to have a chat with GDS and see what he wants to do. I think basically that might be him done um, with the UFC, to be honest. 36-year-old, only for what? Four times since December
1: 2018, I suppose, actually, not too bad actually. Really, think about it twice last year, twice this year. You can't go wrong with that, really. Yeah, as you said, he's lost his last three. He did beat Derek Roos, he was on a three fight run, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he's a if he's going to kick about with the UFC, he'll be a gatekeeper for the kind of top ten, and people just kind of come into the top ten, take him out, and that'll bring him into the kind of top ten rankings, if anything.
0: I'd like to think that UFC would keep him because say he's an ex-champ, and UFC always stick by ex-champs. And as you say, he's still a good enough level to give guys up and coming a chance. You like know, your Tanner Bozers and your boys like that who are making moves in that division, trying to step up. He's a good, he's a good level for guys because that will give you an idea whether you can compete in the top ten or not. As there's levels, There's, there's levels to it all the time. And GDS is at a level where he is top ten. He probably still could beat most of the guys in the top ten. Probably could beat Rosenstreich in another day. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean and. It maybe could be a case of, you know, the young guys up and coming, like your Greg Hardy's, your, all these guys that are coming through that want a shot, maybe a ranked guy, maybe get a wee shot at Junior De Santos and they go from there. Um, I say I was gutted for him, but at the same time, Rosenstrikes a bad, bad bastard.
1: Yes, is, man. He is
0: that. What about Gilbert's brother, Herbert? Well, He'd obviously so well much no great. Up. Nice at the time? What? He'd have been as well no turning up. Hey, look gassed as soon as he'd uh, mate, I thought it was terrible I thought Pineda I, looked quite good but my god man Burns looked terrible
1: it was like a minute it started the second round I thought Burns had just kind of went for us because he knows he's fucked and then after that it was just game over it was a fucking waste of time you just kind of had to lie there on the floor and just get your cunt kicked in um, I, as you say I think maybe the the weight issues must have caused him a lot of problems and stuff like that and it's just really it's affected his performance straight away you could mm. see as you say he just looked sort of gassed straight away just-
0: he was heavy. He looked heavy. He seemed heavy-footed. Um, do you know what on an interesting fact about Daniel Pineda? Go for it. He's never won a fight by decision. He has 27 wins
1: all by finish. Nice. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So he looked guy good, does. man. He looked good. He definitely looked like he he's made his most of his time that he's had out with the UFC and he's definitely learned a lot and grown a lot and he came back and he looked Fuck it to it. At times he looked... I know he was... Basically, fighting a fucking dead body, but he was, he still looked good. He still got a beat with put in front of you, and I thought he'd done that well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think Pineda was, um, was a late call up as well. I think he, um, I'm not sure, I can't actually see it. I was trying to see if I could see anything about it, but I'm pretty sure he was like a week's notice or something.
1: So that makes it even worse for Herbert Burns. Herbert Burns was in, um, I think he was anyway, I just read there, I think we signed with the UFC in June, so I don't know how early the fight was organised, but I also knew at some point you'd be in a fight within the UFC. It's just mental. It's probably more embarrassing for Burns, as I say, because Burns was probably in a camp.
0: Your guys turned up, you know, and um, just kind of sparked them out on short notice. I don't know if that's actually true or not, to be honest, mate, but um, I'm sure it was one of them was on really, really... Um, short short turnaround, but yeah decent performance by opinion it looks, it looks legit
1: to be fair it looks legit it um, good man he looked like about everything so it was good current performance
0: do we need to talk about Merab because I feel as if every time we talk about Merab it's the same conversation we have no um, utter, utter domination I actually I actually really
1: didn't enjoy watching this I was bored Judd Dodson wasn't in the fight so it, the it was no point a waste of fucking time but, I know Merab wasn't doing he wasn't doing anything either though for no. me you don't I mean, make the fight, but that was, uh, no, I just, it bored me to tears, as I said, Joe Dodson did fuck all. Did
0: nothing. I'd, I'd actually love to see the stats on that, I'd love to actually see if he actually did anything, because I generally don't even remember him throwing
1: a fight. If I remember correctly, he's, I'm, he's third round, I'm sure they showed you his stats at one point, I think he threw out 15 punches the whole fight or something, oh, and I was surprised um, it was as many as that. That's-
0: that's a release that's, that's a release kind
1: of performance that and I think he's just signed a new contract I'm sure John Dodson just signed a new contract with the UFC I'm sure we have to remember be to beat Nat Wood and actually looked pretty good against Nat Wood I not think he was too scared of the takedown I thought he defended some of the takedowns quite well at times to be fair Aye, I mean, after that, he never done anything offensively to go try and win the fight as he's always just didn't he wanted to be one of these guys or oh, Mirab didn't take me down that's what looked like I mean,
0: that's one thing that I, I'm, I'm I'm a wee bit embarrassed for. Merab, 20 attempts, two takedowns. Like, I know... I I, I, I can hear myself saying this, right? And I get there's, there's two sides to every, you know... There's, like, for every reaction there's a... Or whatever it is, for every thing there's a reaction, stuff like that. You know what I'm trying to say, right? right. So for every attempt there is a takedown, there's also takedown defence. So I suppose the argument is John Dodson's takedown defence was good. But not one of the... I don't know. It just didn't look like Merab was... I don't know, mate. I, I just felt as if Merab wasn't wasn't. He was hundred miles an hour as always, but just didn't feel as if he had that relentlessness. I think John Dodson was there for the taking, and the fact that that went to decision is ridiculous. It was it was. I think,
1: that's kind of maybe, I think when Merab's kind of thing seems to be taking people down and putting them on a wall and punching fuck at them. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, to hey, George Dodson, the judges okay, he's said Ted's finished me pretty good on the night. How really good is Merab? Is Merab de- 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 really that good? I know there's a lot of hype about him, but I think that's mainly because of the, the way he walks away, does his job. The way he's... Is like a buzz bomb just running about that octagon just trying to take people doing and punch fuck out. Doesn't and make
0: again, See if he comes up against a guy who's long, rangy, and can stand and bang. Um, you know, like a Corey, Corey Santigan, I think would piece Merab up. Aye. That kind of idea. I definitely, I definitely believe it. Dominic Cruz... Would have Divash really for his breakfast. I think these these are the kind of guys that he hasn't really fought anybody. No one says I fought him. They worth talking about. He's obviously a decent fighter, up and he's relentless. And I love watching him. To be fair, but just I don't know, mate. I don't know. I just wasn't that impressed tonight. That's no, obviously, I wasn't. No. What about the praise and the pre praise Any kind of special mentions for
1: people? Um performances-wise, Jandaroba I thought was superb. I kind of had the feeling she would just go in and just fucking choke her out or armbar or do something to feel as her egg. For the player did that. Chris Dawkins I thought was really, really good. It actually reminded me a lot of... who's the Scouser we've seen? No, the Scouser, the English boy. Aspinall. Aspinall. There was like some Aries out in the two of them. Their boxing, yeah. the striking was just so good. Fast hands, quick feet, man. I thought he was really, really good, man. I was... I was kind of surprised to be honest, but I thought the boy were really, really good. Um, K Khamakov was Tony Kelly get fight of the night. That was pretty good. I probably would say, French, French, Miller was shit hot as well though. So it's kind of. Mate, I, I literally wrote.
0: Look, I mean, on my notes, I literally wrote fight of the night, and that was the first fight I watched, and it was the fight of the night, mate. It was absolutely utterly utterly class class. It was amazing. Was good. Um after the first round I thought there's no way this is getting to the end because Tony Kelly got absolutely swamped but Tony Kelly came back into it Um, but uh, Kamaka looks like a real threat man you know I'm not sure about his size I know I keep saying this about featherweights and then your argument is look at at Volkanovski but he isn't big and he isn't tall he's fast but he he definitely looks like he'd probably be better suited as as a bantamweight so I don't know if that's going to be something for him to look at but
1: well, the possibility um, that could be an option in the future, maybe this was a huge fight he took short notice to to get the fight. So the fight featherweight was maybe the best option for him, uh, you might actually. I fair, fair point, you might
0: actually find these. In fact, you know what? He is a bantamweight. How his last his last couple of fights. Um, oh sorry, wait, I'm going back too far. Who did he? What did he fight at LFA? I uh, fought feather at LFA. He fought bantam at King of the Cage and he fought featherweight at Bellator, so it looks like he probably could do both. Maybe he's more suited to
1: featherweight now. Um, he, did fight, he did fight Bantam at Bellator, but I as well. So, yeah. it's be interesting, because I, I even looked at the card this weekend. There's a boy on the card this weekend mm-hmm. um, who's, I think it's like Mark Stiegel. He's, he's actually a flyweight, but he's fighting on mate this weekend, probably because it's a short-notice fight. Short-notice, yeah. fight gets him in, so... Maybe this was kind of something of a fucking I know, obviously, I spot failure with his last couple of fights, but maybe, as you say, because of his size going forward, if he can cut down to Bantamweight and become that size, that Bantamweight, he'd be a dangerous, dangerous prospect within that division. Mm-hmm. It could be. I guess would just depend on how he feels and stuff like that. But honestly, mate, class, class
0: fight. What a way to start night. Like, honestly, they totally. See if you're a, you a fan watching your first ever UFC pay-per-view and you watch that first, mate. Oh, my God. That's exactly what you want for your first night, the first fight of the card. Amazing. Followed by big Chris stalkers with an amazing finish. That knee. That knee was class because Barker Porter was falling down that way to his left, and then somehow, after getting kneed in the face, ended up up, run, and falling down the opposite direction. It was amazing. It was almost as like if it was just like kind of picked him up and turned him around. It was mental. um like I say, Jan De was class. The transitions, mate, the transition into that amber was fucking beautiful. It was a thing of absolute beauty. I know you're not a massive fan of uh, jiu-jitsu, but, mate... No, oh,
1: arm, arm when people <laughs> go for wins.
0: No, I'm but I mean, I, in general... I mean, in general, as a like as a mixed martial artist, it's probably your least favorite of the lot. That's what you've, you've said it before. You like your kickboxing, you like your boxing, and all that. I'm just saying, like my, my least favorite would be wrestling with it not. Well, yeah, because that's pointless. Um, but honestly, mate, the tra- the transition to that was just absolutely beautiful. Um that was, man, that was good. That was Eric good. did well to hold on. He did man.
1: Um, Danny Chavez looked really really good and obviously um, Vince Pussell Pice- versus Jim Miller was a really good fight different fight again it was like a bit of rolling about the floor Martin, fuck it, shall, but it was still a really good fight to watch at the same time Vince, P- Vince Pichel looked
0: amazing I was really shocked at that he's been out a long time um, Jim Miller's looked really good the last couple of months as well
1: I picked Miller on predictions thinking I think he'll maybe he's obviously won his last couple he was a bit of experience to probably come out and won but obviously as you say Vince Pussell won was fucking superb um but yeah it was it was a class. it was a class
0: night from start to finish. I see the only two fights that maybe weren't that bra were Merab and um Sousa Yoda wasn't Susa Yoda No it was alright it was Sousa's stand-up was really weird. Sousa's stand-up she's only got one shot. She's only got that right hand. She has nothing else. Hmm. Nothing else at all. It's so bizarre. Like, I get she's a, you know, highly decorated, you know, jiu but you still have to work to get the in the positions for that, and I just, it was not, it wasn't brilliant. Um, Ashley Yoda I think, has got a wee bit of potential there, but, again, I don't know what it is with her, because she should she probably beating Lavinia Souza or uh, Lavinia Souza on another night, you know, but, yeah, I don't have any issues with the bonuses either. The bonuses were fine for me. I would... I mean, you could say that the uh, the main event was a fight of the night candidate as well. To be fair, um, probably get paid enough though, so that's fine. Yeah, well, Steepy get paid like seven hundred and eighty grand, man. It's mental. $9. It's fucking crazy, man. Aye, but no, it was a it was a class class night, mate, and um, some really really good performances. Um, aye, there's not really much else to say. Like world class main event, and. Although uh, I can I can I my words this week because last week I said you and I always say Carl's only as good as his prelims and I said to you, the prelims on this for shape well a slice of humble pie for Scotty boy shapes
1: on names is probably about for said. but he kind of changed the way we're talking I think the way we kind of mention things and stuff I think um. I I just have- changed
0: the matchups were good I think it was partly because we hadn't heard a lot of guys I mean the first two guys made their debut do you know what I mean and then the second two guys made their debut so the first four guys first two fights were debuts so we got nothing to gauge it against um, and the two of them were absolutely classmates. so I set up for a great night um, as I say other than the Merab and the yeah, the Souza fight nah could have, they could have just been slipped off and I wouldn't have minded but um, on oh, just before we move on Um 8 5 on the predictions this week, son. 8 5, get it right up, yeah. Well done.
1: By well, the I was just looking at the fucking salary payouts. Just mm-hmm. the of top of that. Do you know how much GDS get paid for that fight? Ah, it was something, should be like 300000 or something, I it $400,000. Yeah. It's crazy, man. $400,000. That's ridiculous, man.
0: Yeah. What did Rosenstreich get? About fifty? Eighty. Oh, not bad. But I know that includes 40 grand win bonus. I was right,
1: 40. No, it doesn't include win bonus. He didn't get a win bonus.
0: He
1: should. No, I think it depends on your fight deal, because like I'm... You only don't... You only oh, don't no, get... that's, that's, no, they've got him... All oh, right, they must have marked this up wrong because they put him doing his loss to fight when he won the fight, so I don't know why they have i done that. But... Uh,
0: you only don't get a bonus if you're fighting with... It. It's a title fight, you don't get a bonus in that. You don't get a win bonus in that for some reason, but... Yeah, payouts were crazy the weekend. It's probably one of the highest payouts they've had in a while. Um, obviously with DC and you know,
1: well, they were basically two million dollars between fucking DP, DC, and GDS.
0: Yeah, three guys on the top of the card. You know, uh, in fact, GDS wasn't even the co-main. Do you know what I mean? It's mental. That's man. That is that. Right. Let's move on a little bit. Um. Couple of cards. Well, this was a few cards this weekend. There's a one championship, but it's mostly Mai tie. I think there's an LFA this weekend as well. What we'll do is we'll have a wee look at the Bellator first um, because we weren't going. But I kind of talked Mark into it because there's some there are some class fights on this card. Um, there's some class fighters on this card. Also, um, you've got Ryan Aye, I mean Ryan Bader defending his belt against Vadim. Nem- Sorry, his light heavyweight belt, since he has two against Vadim Nemkov. Nemkov. Has, a, has on a really, really good run. He's still young, he's tenacious. I've liked him every time I've seen him fight. He hasn't yeah. lost since you know hasn't lost since twenty sixteen. Um, yeah. Look at the names he's beaten, you know, Liam McGee, Phil Davis, Cavallo, you know, Phil Davis is Phil Davis not an ex champ? I'm sure Phil Davis is an ex champ or an ex champ um uh, like contender. So, you know, there's there's some real names there. Um you know, and he's so he has lost to though. I know, Yuri Prochaska
1: yeah, well, no, he's a bit of a fucking nut job, though, so... Yeah, so, I mean... Although, did you look at that? It says retirement,
0: 10th minute of round one. Fuck that. Aye, must have pieced to with pieces, then. Eh? Aye, 10 minutes?
1: Aye.
0: Aye, oh, fuck aye. Aye, that's what I'm saying, 10 minutes of round one. Fuck that. That's a heavyweight, as well. know Aye, no, no chance, man. Um, so, yeah, Vadim Nemkov is probably a legitimate threat to Bader. I'd imagine Bader might take him down and hump them for five rounds but we'll see um again julia budd as well other than cyborg julia Budd's you know records pretty much you know amazing i think she was like two and two and then basically went on a tear like 10 wins in a row beating yeah. everybody in sight and then came up against cyborg and cyborg smashed her which i guess plus one of our losses is against nunez and Rousey do you know what I mean two of the best to ever do it so Julia Budd's a legitimate a legitimate threat so Julia
1: Budd's probably the fourth
0: best ever featherweight you could say so mate like no danger like the featherweight I mean there isn't many of them that's the thing so um, again you've got Roy Nelson the class you know he's a he's a bit of a veteran a bit Um, of a veteran that's an understatement um, fighting a guy who I mean any Russian with a record of nine and one it's scary, but I hadn't heard of this guy, so I looked at him, and he's actually this is his. I think it's like his fifth fight in Bellator. I don't know. We must have. I don't know how have, I just noticed that myself. Um, and look at the names he's beating. He beat Javi Ayala, Javi Ayala beat um, Frank Mar. He's beaten Linton Vassell again, another class fighter. So that's a tough fight for Roy Nelson. A really tough fight. Um, plus, he
1: beat Carl. He actually, uh, this is a random bit of connection here, but he beat Carl Albrechtson, who actually Nemkov had lost against. There you go. That actually, actually, shows did. you the class of the guy. He's, he's fighting. He, he,
0: lost an, he lost an amateur bout against Magomed and, Kal- and Kalayev, So uh, he's almost a legitimate a legitimate threat as well, so that'll be a good fight. Um, again, there's names on this. John Salters, a bit of legend. Eric Perez, uh, Adam Piccoletti versus Sidney Outlaw is a class fight. Good fight, um, The one I'm most buzzing about, though, and the fact that it's like a way, way down there. I don't know if it's the right order because you never know what order they're going to be in. But Yaroslav Amazov versus Mark Leminger is, wow. This is a oh, proper... Yeah.
1: We know how good Amosov is. That's the thing. We know this is going to be fucking unbelievable. That's the thing. we do know that. Um. So this is got to be an absolute crack of our fight
0: He's legitimate. A legitimate, legitimate threat. Um. Yeah. Yeah. like, you, you think, oh, aye, twenty-three. You know how many bombs has he fought? But you look at some of the guys he's beaten, though. It's actually kind of crazy. Edric, um, Edrico, Eric Silva, Terrell Harris. These are all. These are all class class fighters. He's been so active as well. I mean, what. He said this is his fifth fight since July twenty eighteen. That's quite a lot. That's that's no bad, you know. It's not it's bad. relatively active. So um I, I'm buzzing to see him. But then the guys fighting, Mark Lemminger, is legit as well. Um not sure I've not seen him fight myself personally. Um I know he has um I think he was supposed to, he's fought in Bellator already once, um actually only a few weeks ago, but I never seen I've not seen any Bellator in months, so um he's been Rocky Edwards. Um I don't know, mate. It's one of these ones you don't really know, but when you see a guy with an 11-1 record, you think ah, he's going to have something about him. So, um, I, wonder why I, is, I wonder why this is at 175 and they're both welter Just because short notice, Jank. Could be just short notice, mate. Aye, aye. it could
1: just be. Um,
0: yeah. You know, um, Kamala Worthy's brother was supposed to fight on this card.
1: Shaka. <sighs> Shaka, Shaka Worthy. Shaka Worthy. I was thinking of Shaka Khan as soon as I hear that Shaka Khan? <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
0: Let's have a look at UFC for this weekend. And really, like, there isn't much to get excited about here.
1: It's actually quite a it's not a short card. There's 10 fights on it. It's not exactly tremendous, is it? Um, there's some decent guys on with decent records. There's quite a few guys who I've never heard of. I think the first six fighters on the card I've never heard of. Timo Ovalia versus Mark Striegel. Uh, two good records, eighteen two versus sixteen two. Matthew Smilsberger versus Carlton Minus. Jorge Gonzalez versus Eka Never heard of any of these cunts. So yeah. I don't know what they're going to be like, that'll be interesting. Two big heavyweights in there as well. So oh sorry, light heavyweights are fighting up. Um so that'll be interesting. I think the first guy I've heard is Austin Hubbard and Joe Solecki. That's kind of the first fight I've actually known. mm mm-hmm. But um I look at the top of the card and you look at Pedro Munoz versus Frankie Edgar, so Frankie came and did for one forty five that one thirty
0: five. I can't well, I can't I can't believe at that at that point in your career at that age, you want to go and cut another ten pounds, man. It's mental. He was a former lightweight champion, mate.
1: Yeah, but that was when lightweights won the lightweights. That's when MD fought a lightweight because there was there, no fucking... Because remember when Frankie Paul was started, the bantamweight division didn't exist. And I don't even think the featherweight division really existed at that point. Yeah. So he had to fight at that weight. Obviously, as he's got older, the more fighters that have come into lightweight, he moved down. Fighters that come into featherweight now, he's too small for featherweight. We've seen that in the fights he's had now. He's just too small. So we doing down bantamweight, he's finally probably after, what, 15 years of fame, fighting his correct weight for a change.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm I, just not that. I'm not that buzzed for this, to be honest. I'm, I'm not a massive Pedro Munoz fan either. So
1: no, I'm a save To be honest, I, I'm not that buzzed either. Um, but it's kind of two high level guys, so sure they've got to put something on show for it. Surely it might be a class fight.
0: It's probably a good matchup. Just not that that buzzed about it. Um, there's not really much on the card that gets me absolutely full of beans. The only thing I'm really looking forward to is Maria Agapova, She was class. Um, other than that there's nothing really massive on it. Daniel Rodriguez is a bit uh, you know fight the we
1: Uh I've got to say, I thought he fought. was just having a look at that. No, I'm me. Who's fighting to Sato, so again it's two good, really decent fighters. It's Again, it's probably good fights on card like on paper, mate, but there's no like your average your average
0: fan isn't gonna or your your new fans aren't gonna enjoy this as much, you know what I mean? So
1: it's one of the ones, OSP versus Alonso Menifield. Yeah, all right. Um, you, don't really is... with that. you don't know where with OSP is these days, do you? It's a thing. I know. he that fight up at heavyweight didn't go very well for him, and he's coming back, didn't he? Like heavyweight, and obviously you got the the Von Perucho against Oleksicuk, but um, mm-hmm. before it's... that, he was, he'd lost a couple, so you don't really know where he is in his career at this moment in time. Yeah, he's not got the best record and he's maybe
0: not, you know, ah, you don't know I don't want to judge guys, you don't I don't want to have a go at guys, but listen, it might be one of these sleeper cards that, you know, maybe on paper doesn't look good, but then Monday night when we talk about this, we might be absolutely raving about fire, yeah. you never know mate. Ah, exactly. Hope so. um, there are some, some guys on it worth watching. You know, the first two guys, Timur Valiev and Mark Strigel, um, both have very good records, good wins as well. Strigel's on a bit of a win streak as well, so... Um, and as I say, Maria Agapova, she's worth watching because she's just class. Um, yeah, I, I'm all for it, mate. It should be good. Um, just on paper, it's maybe not the most amazing thing you've ever had seen, you know?
1: Well, you also talked about Agapova. Obviously, she's fighting Chana Dobson. Why?
0: What's do you mean?
1: Why, why is she fighting Shanna Dobson? Probably just because she is. I know, but like... Everybody knows how good M- kind of Maria Agapova looked in his last fight and stuff. I'm sure you want to push her on. For me, actually, Shanna Dobson's probably a fucking step back for Hannah Seifers. Aye, but then she's 23 years old, mate. She's well, just I made know, her debut. Just, I just, I don't know. I just, especially with Shanna Dobson losing her last three as well. This seems like a, we'll feed Shanna to the wolves and then we'll get fucking shot of her fight. <laughs> mate, it's probably exactly what it
0: is, to be <laughs> that's
1: fair. What it sounds like to but you. Me. Yeah. face the Shia Dobson but that sounds about right what about is there anything on this you want to point out
0: for one to watch fight to watch fighter to watch I know we don't do it every week but if something takes your fancy
1: uh, I'm going to go I'm actually going to go the very first fight on the card
0: mm-hmm.
1: just look at the two guys records the fact that I think we will was fought at flyweight uh, before I think actually uh sorry. He's fought the weight down anyway. I can't remember what the they're thinking. If I do find the bantomweight, I'm sure he's fought a flyweight before as well. Yeah. That could be interesting, probably two really good fighters. Nippy, quick. Probably white I move about octagon quite well. I think that could be good fun. Good fun yeah. to watch. Hopefully a good start tonight. But for that, performance, as you said, you mentioned it already. You look like a poverty. Go out and absolutely do Shannad Dobson Possibly Alonzo Menopield, possibly it'll be interesting to see after obviously he lost his last fight against um Devin Clark, so it'll be interesting to see if maybe he how's his first loss, see how he turns that around. Maybe you you got anything you've really Well you stole both of mine so um my fight would have
0: been the first one. Two guys real making debuts, um good records, interesting, um and you stole Agapova. so I would actually say there's another guy on the prelims, uh, Carlton Minus. Um it looks pretty exciting to be fair um, somebody to watch then again you've also got Daniel Rodriguez as well at Wilter, somebody to watch so there's, there's, there's some guys to keep eye there's some fighters to keep eyes on on this card for sure Um, but I can't this is one I'm keeping my own for definite
1: so so
0: obviously there's been a bit of big news this week Um, well some big-ish news so let's do the news, Mr. Newsman.
1: Well, tell me about the news you were referring to there, I would like to know, just before well, I... The big news has got a page. Aye, why?
0: Yeah, I, I, I've, I've read some things about her, and she's basically saying that as a she's, she feels like she's got the stigma of being a pretty girl, Barbie girl, kind of that, kind of... Blonde, you
1: know, so she decent wants to
0: looking. Rude, that? No, she wants to prove that she's more than that. She wants to prove that she doesn't care about that. It's not how she's built. She loves fighting. And she said, you know, I just, mate, no matter how much she tries to justify this, it's just I cannot, cannot understand. I mean, they've obviously thrown millions at her, which is fine. Maybe Bellator didn't have that kind of money to throw at her. I'm, I'm surprised um, that anybody would throw that kind of money at her. But why you wouldn't, you know, go to Bellator and fight with your man and ah uh,
1: just I don't get just, it myself mate it doesn't make any sense to me I think um, there's no doubt that she'll go to Bell Knuckle I hate mentioning that word that fucking company's name on this podcast because it's no an MMA production it's basically just fucking street fighting um, but obviously Paige is one of the kind of as much as she was one of the best stars she's one of the biggest stars with an MMA and um, She's one of the you biggest like, yeah, MMA stars in the world, mate. She's one I'm of the biggest MMA stars as well, without a doubt. Like, That's she may true. not be the
0: greatest MMA fighter. We've reviewed her a couple of times and I've never really been that massively impressed with her. But, as a, I mean, if you were to ask the generic, you know, people in the... Or maybe not people in the street, but maybe fans who are just starting out, name one, fighter, one female fighter you've heard, or name five female fighters you've heard of. They're going to say, you know, people one of on the page. You know, Nunez, or other one. She is a star, mate. She's an absolute star. And for bare knuckle... I get it. I get it from their point of view. For them, it's massive, mate.
1: I wonder if there's more tourists with regards to her arm. Obviously, she's... I was thinking about this the other day. Obviously, her arm, she's broke her arm a couple of times. Maybe going into a sport where all you're really doing is using your fists. That's it. Um, She could protect her arm a bit more. Obviously, she might fuck up her face, but she doesn't have to worry about maybe getting surgery after surgery on that arm again going to Bellator obviously still still MMA um, I wouldn't say she was anywhere near good enough probably to go to a boxing maybe if, if boxing maybe were even interested in her so maybe Bare Knuckle is the it's a perfect place for her because she doesn't have to worry about somebody taking her down and breaking her arm again and she's yeah. getting fucking paid an absolute wad of cash for it I'm-
0: I'm interested to know how many fights are on the deal. If she's getting paid, you know, a million, is it four fights at two fifty a go? What is it? Do you know what I mean?
1: I think I read four fights. I think I'm sure I read it was four fights to start it off, and it was a million million dollars, is what I heard. So, um,
0: I mean, it makes
1: it. I mean, from that point of view, I'd have signed that
0: contract. I'd happily take four beatings and bear knuckle for a million quid. No bother. Um, I guess the argument is she's got. Another side of the coin is she says she makes more money from doing, you know, her own thing on Instagram. How does her Instagram followers, how do these young, aspiring girls who want to get into athletics or sport or even fighting, going to react to seeing her getting her face destroyed, potentially? I mean, she might not harm. She might win 4-0 and take absolutely no hits. She might be an absolute savage. Maybe we don't know, but... It's Still
1: comp- you're talking about this on Instagram. What are these companies that pay her money to promote items on Instagram? Yeah. And let's be honest, she's promote, she promotes mainly because she's a good looking girl. And if she turns out not to be very good looking after fights at certain points because she's got bulging big black eyes or scars on the left hand side of her face, whatever that is that she gonna then lose money with that as well? Yeah. I dunno. I don't know. It's up to page. She does what she wants. She obviously as you said, actually seen dollar sign straight away as well. She protects that arm a wee bit more. She's definitely, a, man, she's definitely a smart girl. She wouldn't have
0: said no, this to her. It wasn't right for her. It isn't. I mean, the, he he seems quite positive as well. The both of them seem absolutely buzzing about it. So they've obviously discussed it. They realise it's the right thing for them.
1: Fair play, man. Good luck to her. Um and you should... be honest, who she's going to be fighting, there's no going to be, I actually would say there's no going to be anywhere near her level and she's not even a very good level. So. Uh, They'll yeah, be set up for her. They'll be, be bowling pins. They'll just be fucking put out there for it, and not fuck it off her.
0: Well, I may, it may put bare knuckle on the map. Not exactly, I'm something I'm massively into, but um, you might find after her four fights that UFC come crying back, maybe, or you might find she goes and signs belt Bellator after that. It might toughen her up a bit, as she says she maybe wants to get rid of this, you know, this nice pretty girl image. She wants to go and become a bit of a. Yeah, a aren't you? Yeah, exactly.
1: Mate,
0: exactly. Anyway. Any other news this weekend? Uh, this week, I know there's been a fair few fight announcements. Any other news worth talking about?
1: Not entirely actually as you say it was just off fighting I think probably kind of there's a few fighters get released I can't I, I've actually I've made it right the other two that I get released but um, Ben's career got released and obviously I haven't done them got released and it was a couple but I can't remember who they were mm. uh, get released as well for the UFC probably no surprise for kind of both of them um, as you say it was kind of basically all we fought this, this week the last thing i a bit of news that I found actually kind of interesting after the kind of discussion last week was that Dana is interested in to Michael Chandler Called it so uh, that would be interesting. So, um, it would be I mean, as, as I said, as I said last week, mate. UFC would be stupid
0: not to talk to somebody of that calibre. I'm not saying he's going to win the uh, light, light heavyweight, the lightweight belt. I'm not saying he's going to beat McGregor. I'm not saying he's going to beat Poiret. He might not even get anywhere near. He might go, you know, zero and five in the UFC. But a guy that talented, mate, is worth talking to. Simple as that, Aye, For a business, from a down. business point of view. I mean, selling. Selling Connor versus Chandler or Dustin versus Chandler or Khabib. I mean, Khabib Chandler would be fucking amazing because Chandler's a wrestler. It would be amazing, mate. But I mean, it's an easy sell. It's an easy sell to me. I would I would buy happily buy that pay per
1: view if we had to buy pay per views. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if Chandler doesn't end up in the UFC. I think as soon as if Dana makes his interest and you known. And you will end up in the UFC. If Dana wants you to come to UFC, you'll be in the UFC. Well see, i already I believe they've already spoken, to be honest. That's just Dana
0: White dangling that carrot to the media, mate. That's all he's doing. He's already had conversations with maybe not directly with Chandler, but with Chandler's um representatives, mate, hundred percent. He wouldn't dangle a carrot like that and then Mike Chandler turns around the morning and says, I've signed for one championship, UFC would look stupid. So there's no way that... I'm not saying the deal's done, but it's probably pretty close. You'll probably find the next couple of weeks that Mike Chandler's signed with USC. All for it.
1: Yeah, agreed, my man. Right, quickly, let's... Prepare, we don't really do fair news because we get got that bomb, but I just want yeses know you. He's right? Yes. So, Calvillo versus Lauren Murphy? No. Yes, 254, okay. Greg Hardy versus Morris Green? Yes. I'm well up for that. I think you'll like that next one. Donald Ceroni versus Nico Price.
0: Can't say yes enough. Yes, 100%. Double that's yes. A, that's an absolute barnstormer, man. That's.
1: I, I think you'll like the next two as well. Ian Heinisch versus Brendan Allen.
0: Yeah, loved that when i seen that one. I was like, that's, that's amazing.
1: Crazy. And then Charles Oliveira versus Bernal Darish. Mate, <laughs> I've seen that and I was like, oh my God. I've got a feeling like somebody doesn't like Dariusha in the UFC, though, a wee bit as well. It's like, oh. um, I want I want to fight a ranked guy. I want a
0: guy in the top ten. I want I want some of the top ten. Who's the one guy in the top ten you don't want to fight if you're Benio Darius Charles Laviera. <laughs> there you go. The, anybody else and Darius should have been like, "Get for missing with ball bag." I, I
1: know. What that was.
0: That's what you get for moaning and moaning and moaning and moaning, and moaning you prick. We're gonna give you the hardest test uh, by a class fight, mate. Like wow.
1: Good man. Right, it's good. Also good to see Holly Holm versus now Dan I get sorted as well for October again. Cause I was buzzing for that the first time around, so it'll be good to see that. Yeah. Um I've your finally official. I know basically it was, but obviously it's finally official. on September 26 as well, and there's some cracking fights on that card. It really is, I'm man. I'm confused. I'm confused by the co-main event.
0: Yeah.
1: Kai Kara fans, versus Brandon Royval. Well, I think I mean, Brandon Royval six months ago didn't actually
0: belong to the UFC. Didn't hadn't signed UFC. I know, but aye, I, I, but it's then, a co-main. It's a co-main slot, mate. Do what put,
1: you put, you put Serrani prices of co-main on that or
0: something? Just the puts a name to it. 100% I think that's what it'll be eventually You can't have Donald Cerrone
1: Behind fucking Brandon Roy Valle I'd be surprised on? as well man I'd be surprised as well um, Johnny Walker's on that card Versus Ryan Spann Biltere fight Class Asad that on that Against Eduardo Garrigori. Garrigori look good at times That's a Biltere fight as well um, Abdurakimov versus Cyril Ghani About Another fucking class fight It's actually pretty good card This one was a Devorout, would be a good fight uh, So I had, That was like a card In the twenty six as well Interested to see where that was. It's kind of close to where they thought we're going to fight it on, but it's probably far away enough for being in Vegas as well. So, been interested to see where that card actually is, because there's no actual final destination on that card yet. As far as I was aware.
0: just looking through it to see if there was anybody based in like, like Brazil, because the Brazilians don't normally go. Well, I suppose they do go to Finland, go to I'm just talking shit. no mind, ignore me.
1: <laughs> Sorry, hello.
0: Uh, there's some class fights there, mate. Like, absolute class. So I'm going to fight just Donald. I think
1: the only thing I would say with it being a thing in Vegas is that you'd see when you get two Americans fighting each other. Mm. That would tell me it's got to be in Vegas. So if like their only fighting price, I think that'll be in Vegas. Yeah. Then again, the main event's two non-Americans. so that would uh, Then that would indicate fight Island because obviously you are coming from one part of the, the world. Of course, they're coming from the other part, but fight Island's perfect, you could kick out of France obviously throughout Sanya's way and stuff uh, you get crass wait is Saroni not on that card uh, he's fine. Nico Price you've got it says September 19th 26 it says there Donald
0: Saroni versus Nico Price set for September
1: 19th that well, must be a wrong date. because I've seen him. I've seen him. I've, put it. I've seen it done as 26 All Right, so it's on 253 aye All Right. that's what I've seen anyway so yeah cool suits so me mate suits so me but I like a crown card as well, man. That should be good. So I know, obviously, maybe the, the co-main isn't a co-main, but it still looks like a decent card.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's a class card, mate. Plus, I'm buzzing to watch um, as he Costa anyway anyway. Um, yeah, that's going to be... That'll
1: be interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, it certainly will be, man. certainly will be. It'll be a, an interesting one, because they guys absolutely hate each other. Oh, and somebody's always got to go. Love that shit that's true my man, that is very true oh, it looks like the co-main on that is Reyes versus Blavich
1: oh that's, yeah, well, that must be what's coming up aye because there was only like how many fights has there on that card I know the card that i seen was only there was 12 fights so that would be 13 so that would be done I would say
0: yeah. yeah if they put that on there that's just, that's just rumours it's not confirmed so well, we'll see
1: that'd be better that'd be a far better um, than
0: in, oh I definitely uh, ah yeah. definitely. Hey, cool. Is that you? Yep. Super duper. Well, thanks always always for listening, guys. Um we really appreciate it. Um we do it because we have listeners. If you didn't listen, we wouldn't do it, simple as that. So appreciate it. Um, appreciate the wee bit of interaction on Twitter this week as well. It's been good getting to hear from some of you. We really appreciate that. Um so yeah, keep it up, keep listening, keep enjoying it. Um you know where we are Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at inside MMA give us a like, give us a follow. And as always, the one thing we ask, if you listen, please click share. Takes two seconds and it's a massive, massive deal for us. Anyway, thanks a lot, guys. As always, catch you next week.